Good day, ladies and gents. I'm sitting out here on my deck, brand new deck, that uh, sits atop my grill room, right outside our second story bedroom. This deck was built by Andrew and Dan, um, who are the same carpenters who helped my friend Adam Swanson get started with his sauna. And I was just out there at his place last night, and it was such a great visit that I woke up this morning uh, just excited. Uh, excited, uh, I don't know, it just sort of reawakened a part of me. And that kind of reminds me, so and basically this episode is brought to you by Adam and Katie Swanson's Maple Syrup, which came from 23 tapped trees around their homestead, tucked inside dense forest about 45 minutes from Duluth. It was kind of a bittersweet batch for them because the family had planned on enjoying the beauties of Costa Rica at that time instead. But due to the pandemic, found themselves boiling down a large run of sap. Apparently they eat pancakes three times a week, so I was hankering to enjoy some of our own this morning. And I was elated when my wife said that was her very plan and the syrup did not disappoint it was delicious uh, somehow food tastes better when you connect with the story behind it and yeah everybody reached for it we ate the whole just about the entire half pint of it <clears throat> i've been obsessed with living locally for years but find most books on the topic to be rather dull because they're often written by wealthy residents of the bay area who often seem to boil localism down to consumption. You know, basically encouraging you to spend more on better tasting food grown nearby, etc. Which is all good. It's all it's all good and true. But you know, our our family has settled in on a combined income of around thirty grand a year through our various businesses. And you know, um an imperative involving consumption just doesn't resonate as much. So I think I think my slant on the matter has to do with joy and simply enjoying the bounty of what we eat and use. And um, anyhow, back to the visit. I was privileged to be Adam's first guest inside his new sauna, which seems incredibly ironic that I was privileged to record a short podcast with him while sitting stark naked outside this new sauna simply because I texted just a few hours earlier to see if it was finished and I just got lucky and it just seems mighty intimate given that it had been five years since the last time I graced the threshold of his log home so anyhow it was just an amazing visit it's uh, awake reawakened this part of me and I don't I don't know all of what it is. Maybe it's this localism thing I'm into, but it's more than that. It's friendship. It's connecting with the land. It's it's a lot. Um, I actually won an artist fellowship grant to help write a book about living locally about five years ago, but I wasn't able to deliver on that goal because a stubborn depression and the vagaries of establishing a business conspired to thwart it. I don't think I'll ever apply for another grant for writing again. I just I just don't think I can deal with the pressure. Um, anyhow, many of those stories are making 
their way into my next book, but they're they're done in a way that it's being weaved into a context of my journey toward finding a way forward in a confusing world. Um, you see, when you're a bit of a weirdo like me who doesn't fit into the dominant system, you really need to rub shoulders with other weirdos who've hacked a way through the jungle by their own wits, ingenuity, and creativity. And incidentally, when I called him a weirdo last night, he um, thanked me for the term. Um, so yeah, we weirdos, we don't shrink back from being called a weirdo. Who wants to be normal? Anyhow, Adam was one of those critical connections I made early on in my journey. And aside from my wife, I think Adam is my favorite artist in the world, with Vincent van Gogh coming in at a close number two. Um, I'm fairly convinced Adam's body of work is as impressive as it is simply because he's insanely prolific. Um, I mean, he's just he's just pumping them out. And so essentially, quantity leads to quality. And my wife has illustrated that as well. So I'm trying to, even with this podcast, I'm just going to work on quantity and let the quality, just let the cream rise to the top. And you can't help but produce something of quality if you're, you know, making a lot of anything. Anyway, uh, I, I think he's I think he's hustling even harder now than he was five years ago. Um, you know, it's currently he's got like two to three giant mural installations being done a year, and probably 120 or so paintings on top of that. But um, we didn't talk about any of that on the podcast last night. Um, between our turns baking in his overheated 220 degree sauna. Nor did we speak of how his wife resorted to cheese making for processing one to two gallons of goat milk. Goat milk that keeps on coming every day, year round. Or the fact that he recently joined his community's on-call fire department as a firefighter and EMT as a way to get to know the people better. Mainly, we talked about his time in Antarctica and what it's like to take a sauna at the South Pole, the literal South Pole, in negative 100 degree temperatures while joining what the locals down there refer to as the 300 Club. I'll let him tell the story, which I hope you'll enjoy in a day or so when it's released. Um, I just have to beg your pardon for a bit of intermittent sound distortion, and it just the sound quality isn't as good as I would have liked. It just stems from working the microphone in the pitch black of night, um, just sitting there in his forest, essentially. So all this was a prelude to that. Just, um, I thought it was a nice visit, and I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're connecting with artists in your community, growers, writers, musicians, people making great stuff, and if you're able to connect with the story behind it, it makes it beyond rich, your, your experience of it. Have a nice day.